0: Draw, or Draw for a special episode where we're going to take a deep dive into the stereotypes that surround Bartek Thistle fans. Joining me to do so are David Forrest. David, hello, how are you? I'm fine. Good. Mark Wallace is here. Mark, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, thanks. Brian Gregg's here. Brian, how are you? I'm smashing, thank you very much. And rounding off is Ken Boswell. Ken, how are you? I'm fine, thanks very much, Matt. Good stuff. Uh, Just to give you an idea of the the type of guests we've got on this week, we're recording on a Monday at 7pm and when this time was suggested, Ken was worried that he was going to miss the Only Connect final. So I think I know what I'm going to get with my first question and I'll come round the table and I'll start with you, Ken. Do you think the stereotype that Thistle fans are all West End hipsters is a fair one?
1: I think to a certain extent, there probably is an element within the club with that. And I mean, it's one of the things when you go back, you know, talking about the Jags Foundation and, you know, how do we get people through the gates? There was always this thing about, oh, we should have a stall at Glasgow Uni or something like that. (laughs) But I think people tend to find their way to partick from that kind of community generally anyway. And I suppose, I mean, you know, from my own experience, the way I... The way I ended up at at Far Hill was, you know, this is back in the mid-70s, and my mum and dad were obviously very aware of the kind of old-firm thing, and I suppose at the time it would be sort of panini stickers and all that kind of thing, and it was like, you did, I mean, I didn't really differ, you know, I'm from a kind of non-denominational household because my parents were Baptists, believe it or not. Um, So one day I was out playing in Hamilton Drive Lane, playing football, and Archie McPherson had lost the keys to his Volvo and it was like the kind of thing Columbo would have driven and he got one of us to climb through the window to open the, the doors, right? Now, no sly slant on Archie McPherson at all, there was nothing sleazy about it at all he said, right, what team do you support? And we were just like, oh, Partick Thistle I suppose since they're the nearest one, and we ended up going up to Far Hill, so from that point of view, you kind of fall into it I mean, it's not like it's not even a kind of family thing. So, yeah, I think that probably is quite a strong bohemian rather than hipster.
0: I prefer bohemian element to the support, you know. I think the fact that we've had the word bohemian two minutes in probably oh, yeah. suggests that <laughs> 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 is, That's what I just think might be true. Uh, Brian, do you want to give us your thoughts on it?
2: Well, first of all, uh, he's in straight away with the hipster Baptists there. He's not even gone Catholic or Protestant, he's just gone straight in there. So I think that's your your answer there pretty much. But um in all seriousness, um I think yeah that there, there has been I'm I'm sort of born and brought up in the West End, uh not there anymore unfortunately. And it felt like everybody kinda gravitated towards Fairhill then. Um whether it was an overtly sort of almost political decision to not be affiliated to either one of the, the old firm uh, or not, I don't know. But then Thistle used to crop up, whether it was the butt of the joke in a, a play or a TV show or whatever, but then also were used in TV programmes, you know, like, uh, of course, you know, the Tune the Fat Guys with their, their, their banter sketch, and then you've Thistle coaching for Gregory Girl and stuff like that. And then... Of course, the the stereotype of the the actors, the lobbies who go to Firhill, um, or or claim they do, like uh, I think Craig Ferguson and uh, Bobby Carlyle. So yeah, I, I would say, and, and I like the idea of bohemian rather than hipster, because I don't know if hipsters get slightly like, negative connotations. So I'll, I'll go with Ken on this one if that's okay.
0: That's absolutely fine, uh, David. I'll I'll bring you in.
3: I think definitely there is a sort of gravitation towards it from the more sure Bohemian Halty, I'll use the term as well. I think there is a couple of reasons for this. I think one thing that does help is that obviously they are the third team in Glasgow. The great Glasgow alternative is they always crow on about. So it is always very much the cool idea of, yeah, you can, you can go there. It, going back to sort of what like the Panini stickers and things like that, Fissile always tend to have a very striking strip so if you are like a a sort of a kid or a sort of a football nerd or something like that i would certainly say if you're from like another country or whatever and you got a i say a sticker album of like scottish league the festival would be one of the ones that stuck out to you because you always have very striking kits and you know the red and yellow is a very striking thing so i think it's very easy to work to gravitate towards that if you're that way inclined whereby that's going to be a team that's going to jump out of you there is obviously they're on the west end so you know it's, it, your your local fan base is going to be made of, you know, of, of sort of Glasgow uni students and stuff like that. But I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's a great, a great thing to have. But no, I would definitely say there's definitely the aid of the hipster um, to us, definitely.
0: Mark, I've, I've deliberately left you to last because with my experiences with everyone who's on the panel, I think you are the least hipster. And I'm sure you wouldn't argue with that. What are your sort of thoughts on the stereotype?
4: I think there's definitely an element there. Like certainly, I'm very familiar with the West End, Glasgow University, and all that sort of stuff. But there's, I think, there's an element there. But I think people like to play up more for whatever reason. Like has been has been touched on before. Like with the, the sort of references to Gregory's Girl and like chewing the fat and stuff like that. It's 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 an easy thing to to make fun of. I think you could I think it's similar sort of thing to the see. Lit, if you remember the 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 rampant lit, sort of caricatures of uh, the Celtic Rangers fans by Tony Roper and Jonathan Wilson, Jor- Jonathan Watson, sorry, and uh, only an excuse. So like it's it's like it's very easy to caricature something like that. So I I, I could see why people think that we're all into all that sort of stuff, but. Um, uh I don't think it's a massive thing at all. I think it's
0: it's certainly overhyped, overplayed, in my opinion. Mark, I, I need to apologise for seeing you at least test stuff for accidentally getting a Jonathan Wilson referencing. Uh, in <laughs> I was going your to your say, Matt. I just to... like <laughs> See, as soon as I said <laughs> it, as
4: soon as I said it, I was like, oh
3: fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say Matt you called him the least hipster of us and you've literally been in a car with him as he's ran through Guinean Premier League results that's true uh, <laughs> so, do any damning of this entire panel that he's the least hipster of us <laughs>
1: I think no, I th- sorry sorry, Matt I think Mark's absolutely right there I mean if you compare ourselves to the likes of definitely with Celtic if you're talking about sort of artists and students and all that kind of thing in terms of representation within the support the support of what hipster or artisan or bohemian or whatever means, I would say that you know the Celtic support, despite maybe not being perceived as a kind of hipster club, although there may be an element of that as well, are far beyond us. I mean obviously they've got a much, much bigger support. But for better or worse, we've been identified with it,
0: you know? I think it probably does come down to just being the alternative and Yeah. When you When you go down, break it right down to the roots of it, that's really what hipster means is alternative. And we are the the Glasgow alternative. So I suppose in a sense, we are hipsters for sort of not following the the crowd and going with Rangers or Celtic.
3: You would find that Queen's Park would be the hipster club. You would have thought Queen's Park playing in like a 58,000-seater stadium with 500 attendances and being fully amateur until it now would be... The hipster
2: club, that's but that's it, trying seems too to hard, though. They, that is trying too hard to be hipster. <laughs> <laughs> that's just going for it. I think, though, the, the interesting thing with the Celtic Rangers side of it is that they, you could even come back to the, the uh, kinda not glory hunting aspect of it, but the fact that with Celtic Rangers, you are guaranteed a level of success historically. And with Thistle, it's more about the atmosphere or... or You know, you're not going expecting to win games. It's a bonus, you know. So you're not guaranteed that level of success. So you have to have some other reason for turning up and and whether that's the vibe
1: or the people associated with the club or the fact that there's good pubs and coffee shops nearby. I don't know. Actually, I mean, talking about people associating themselves with the club, I'm I'm friendly with David Belcher. He used to write for the Herald and he's a Thistle fan since he's been up here. And if you don't mind, I'll tell you a story about the time. Do you know John Hagley? the poet, ukulele. John Hegley, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, we were playing Beef away, and it was during the Edinburgh Festival, and John Hegley came along with his Norwegian wife and their two wains to come and see us playing at Beef, because he's he's from Yorkshire or something like that, and David Belcher knows him, and he's quite into football, but he, he brought him along to Central Park, the whole family, right? And the, the, the kids were going up, to the van and getting chips and tomato sauce and basically sitting on the ground eating them, you know, out of these kind of plastic trees. while John Hegley's Norwegian wife just stood there, absolutely aghast <laughs> about the awful spectacle that was unfolding on the pitch, off the pitch. I mean, you know what Central Park's like. That was the time I went to the toilet and there was a dead pigeon in the room. They'd, someone had stolen the light bulbs. And there was a sign up in the wall saying there was a sign up in the wall saying the toilet hole and toilet hole holder has been removed due to vandalism. And this poor woman <laughs> came up to Edinburgh during the Edinburgh Festival, think it's all gonna be Radio 4 and nice Scandinavians, and they've ended up at Central Park with David Belcher and her husband. And you're thinking, this is just a perfect setup. John Hackley at a thistle match in Cowden Beath. At Central Park, while his kid eat, I mean, these kids had never seen chips and tomato sauce the way they were wiring into them. So, I mean, I don't know what that proves that story. But having John Hagley along at a game, I think probably, probably qualifies for something anyway, you know.
0: I think you mentioned the, the pigeon there, Ken. I think the difference probably between us and Cowdenbeath is Cowdenbeath would just leave a pigeon for dead in the toilet. <laughs> Whereas if a, if a Thistle fan found a pigeon in the toilet, they might try and serve it at the pie stall at half time.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think as well, like you mate, you were talking there about the, the sort of poet and David Belcher as well. Uh, um, Kevin McCara, the late sort of football writer, one of the best football oh, writers yeah. going. He went to Thistle games for quite some time before he became too ill. So, like, we've always had that sort of, like, very intellectual, maybe not necessarily a supporter, but we seem to attract that type of intellectual guy who everyone looks to in terms of their opinions on on football in general.
1: I mean, I suppose as well you get someone like Jerry Britton getting his law books flung out the bus when he was studying to be a lawyer. And he talks about it quite openly. You know, it was quite unusual. You know, all these guys are going down the bookies are playing golf or whatever. And, you know, that's that's at a kind of administrative level, but also at a footballing level as well. And I think that that story is carried about with pride a little bit as well, you know?
2: It almost seems like Pat Nevin should have been a Thistle player in that
0: respect, doesn't it? He's too perfect. Isn't he? <laughs> I was going to say if, if there's one, if you could all pick a player who you think should have played for Thistle but didn't,
1: yeah, it's got to it got, I'll Pat, go for it's Nevin, be Pat
3: Nevin, hasn't it? Yeah. The indie credentials and look, no, when we were we were thinking when we were doing this yesterday, I was I thought this exact question, and the first thing that came up was, oh well, Pat Nevin, he should have played for us, and yeah, I think. Um, it's a shame that he didn't play. Get, like, can he still play? Can we get him out there now? He I might, might yeah. do us a job.
4: Another one for me is another footballer who's gone down the sort of DJ route, and that's Guys Mendieta. He's big into his Velvet Underground and his DJ sets yeah. as well. His partner Evan, so Evan like,
2: in the, one the middle, Evan in the wing. That's a, that's a combination already. Jerry Britton up front. Bro.
1: Aye. And then Cherney and goal, who speaks like five languages, and he's got a degree in psychology or something like that. So he's he got some quite good Foster? music taste as well yeah He's he's got yeah. a degree in psychology as well I. intellectual x1 going on here you know
0: talking <laughs> about tam Cherry's taste he's got an excellent taste in wedding venue as well I've got to stick that <laughs> <right Yeah. in. laughs> i wonder if <where> he's getting can <laughs> you sort of touch on it there with your cow and beef story i'll come back around you again and ask you this question what we've also put it out to, to listeners to sort of feed in, we have had some, some really funny answers that I'll read out, but what is the most stereo, stereotypical thing that you've seen or heard at a Thistle game?
1: But you see people reading books a lot up at for help Sometimes, and there was a guy, and he turned up with, it was like a hardback library book. Now, I couldn't see what was in the spine, but I think it was like a, a two-volume history of the Russian Revolution. And he started reading it five minutes before half time, and went and got his pie, came back, carried on with it, put his bookmark in, because he had a bookmark, at, when the second half started, and then about five minutes in, sighed and picked it up and started reading it again. And this thing was like a brick, you know, <laughs> like you just think, how did you get that through? You know, <laughs> Then they go right on? You go, mate, off you go, you know. <laughs>
3: The match programmes have really came on in the
1: last couple of seasons. I know, haven't? exactly. Two-volume <laughs> histories.
0: <Yeah. laughs> on, a, on a similar note that, i tweeted it out when we were asking for the questions. It was the Thistle-Morton League Cup game a few seasons ago, the Jack Storer goal. And there was a guy next to me sitting for the whole first half. He was just sitting reading the establishment by Owen Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I
1: suppose seeing John Hagley at an away match is pretty, pretty out there, you know.
0: <laughs> Brian, what about you? What's the...
2: The, the most sort of hipster thing at a Thistle game, I think it was uh, probably uh, going back a long, long time before I even thought of the hipster thing, we got promoted um, to be 91 or 92 against Forfar at Fifth Hill. Um, the draw last day of the season, and they got denied a, a late penalty, oh, God, and eh. remember, and, and uh, we were all, because we knew we were going to get promoted, so we'd, we'd encroached onto the, the area where the John Lambie stand is now, and we are all sort of sitting about in the grass, and there was somebody sitting on the grass with a picnic, <laughs> I mean, but, and not, not, a not a full-on picnic, but sandwiches in a Tupperware box, <laughs> I've never, never forgotten that, I'd have been about 16, 17 at the time. And me and my mate, so we're we're eight of us together and we're all looking at this guy. Sandwiches in a Tupperware box, watching on, waiting to invade the pitch. I I wonder if he picked up a Tupperware box and ran on with it. But yeah, that was quite quite good. It would have been better had it been, uh, you know, a a cheese board and a a wicker hamper. But, you know,
3: you take your victory if you can get them. I do I do like the idea of him invading the pitch and just laying out a big tartan blanket <laughs> and then just sitting down,
1: laying <laughs> on the centre circle, kind of Doris Day gingham cloth thing going
0: on. Yeah. there. Mark, what about you?
4: There's one, there's a couple. One that I wasn't there for, and one that, and a couple kind of that I was. One of them is being the you Callison were dishing out volavons on this on the train oh. back for away game once. Like it was at Christmas, he said, and then on a train journey with uh, the the same same guy going up to our broth, again in the last season, and he had he got like like a fucking charcuterie selection, and uh, a i set of like dips and crisps, and it's been called the Dippy Express ever since. <laughs> like if, if you have the privilege of knowing you and. He's without, I call him the prof. Like, he's, oh, what a guy. absolutely love any time spent with him in the Woody. He's definitely one of the more eccentric fans. Maybe not as eccentric as uh, Mr. James Kenneth, but he's up there like it's 1A and 1B for me.
0: (laughs) Ken, we worked together, and when I moved office into our office now, uh, the first thing somebody said to me was, oh, do you know Kenny supports Partick Thistle. Or have you heard about his, his cheeseboard story? Do you, want, do you want to tell that?
1: The, the cheeseboard story? Like I say, I was going to try and get the cheeseboard that I didn't manage to get. Do you know what it's like going up to Inverness? And I mean, you can't drink for that amount of time and still arrive there in any fit state to do anything. As, you know, I mean, you're quite hyper early on. But the older we've got, the more we've kind of moved towards, ugh, let's make a day out of it, you know, Well, of well, a few beers on the way up, but we, we, we got into a kind of, not themed, I mean, there was one year we had a whole Christmas dinner with tablecloths and crackers and everything, and my mate had made uh, mince pies, and these four old ladies got in and he spent half an hour describing how he'd made the pastry to them with hot water, but that's Henry. <laughs> <laughs> but it was going up, you know the classic... I wish I'd in- seen that. <laughs> you know the classic Inverness is you want the straight-through train. You know, you don't want to have to change at Perth with all that mucking about, you know. And uh, we changed at Perth, and we, we had all this stuff together, you know, all the food and everything. But you don't, there, there's no point in eating between Glasgow and Perth. It's too short a journey, you know, that's a couple of cans. So we got on, and Hibbs had been playing St. Were playing St. Johnson and they'd been in the train before. We were out in this carriage, and it was manky. There were stickers everywhere. Oh. And there were two OEPs sitting, and we came on clanking, and you could see them just looking at us going... Oh no, here we go again, all the way to Inverness. Yeah, there was beer. And the mate John Paul's quite fastidious about these things, and he goes, Right, I'm not going to put up with this. And pulls out a thing of antibacterial wipes and starts wiping down the table, right? (laughs) And they're thinking, Okay, right. So we get the cans up and everything, pull out a purse, you know, start climbing up, you know, Dunkeld, all this kind of thing. Yeah, time for some scran. And John Paul pulls out a cheese board, like a proper wooden cheese board grapes, half bottle of port, and about four or five different cheeses from IJ Mellis, crackers, mm-hmm. everything. And we are sitting there, and these O.E.P.s are thinking, I think we preferred the Hibs fans, to be <laughs> honest, because we're being total art, you know? <laughs> it's like, what? You know? It's kind of like, so we carry on, and, I mean, it was great, really, really nice. <clears throat> You're coming up through the sloch, you know, sitting there, glass of port, a nice, quite ripe brie, perfect temperature. So we got off it. Inverness at the other end, and I think we went, probably went to Phoenix or something like that, and then get the bus along. So we arrive at the ground, and, uh can I get a look in your bag, boys? And the guy opens it up, and John Paul's got this cheese board in it, and the guy pulls out and goes, what's this? John Paul's like, that's a cheese board, and the guy's like that, what are you doing with it? He's like, we had some cheese in the way up, and the guy gets his walkie-talkies off, you know? Oh, uh, I don't want wood, you know. You yeah, know, yeah. What are you going to do with it in there? John pulls up that I'm just going to keep it in my bag. I haven't got any more cheese left. <laughs> and he just lets us in, you <laughs> know. And it was just, and he's got the cheese knife and everything with it, you know, in the wee kind of groove. <laughs> and that was it, you know. And ever since, in fact, it was David Belcher who coined the term cheese board casuals, yeah. <laughs> and it was just, you know, it was just brilliant. It was a great day. I think we lost two one actually, which kind of took the shine off the cheese board, as it were. But it was just, it was just brilliant, and it, it's just really, really nice. I mean, I think anyway that uh, Perth to Inverness is one of the great railway journeys of the world. anyway but sitting there, a couple of nice cheeses, drop a port, and football at the end of it, fantastic. Idyllic. Anyone going to top that? I,
3: i remember once a, a similar sort of uh get into the ground with a bag and realizing you've got stuff in that you probably shouldn't have <laughs> i uh I, I still from time to time play very nerdy trading card games so like things like magic the gathering of things like that and they're quite expensive cards and stuff like that and i'd went to my uh, went to like a cafe wherever i was playing it before a game uh before ibricks actually it was a game at ibricks that's what it was so i turned up and we're sitting there, and I had my bag. He said, like, "What's in your bag?" I'm like, "Oh fuck no!" And he pulled out this big box of a hundred cards. And he said, like, "What the fuck this?" I'm like, "Look, some of those cards are worth like thirty-five quid. Can you please no fucking pull them out or anything like that?" <laughs> and he's sitting, fucking phone with, like, getting all the dice out and all that. And he was just like totally bemused. I'm like, "Look, it's a game. Leave me. Out. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do anything with it." And I think he, I think he took some of my dice because he said I could throw them at the Union Bears. Which I thought was quite funny, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think uh, getting uh, searched by the Ibrick security staff at a fissile game and then pulling it all my Magic: The Gathering cards and spilling them all over the floor is probably uh, the the worst I've ever had. It was <laughs> it was pretty bad.
4: To be fair, with Magic: The Gathering, some of the ranger support, look some of the cunts in the cards. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think one of the one of the best ones we got when we asked what's the most sort of stereotypical thing you've seen, uh, Jack Meadows uh, tweeted in to say that he saw a guy eating his pie in the Jackie Husband stand with chopsticks one
4: game. Can I just can say for a minute, I can totally buy this because see... <laughs> <laughs> see, in, see, in recent seasons, the quality of the pie at Hill has been nothing short of a disgrace. Mm-hmm. It, it used to be, see about like the season before we got promoted, used to be absolutely brilliant. Your steak pie was really good. There was, like, there was no, there was no scrimping on the steak or the gravy or anything like that. And now you get this crumbly English mould mess. At games, mind you, I did miss it. It's been a year, more than a year now. But I, I can I, totally I- buy that because Fir Hill...
3: Pies have a tendency to fall apart your hands. So I can totally see that happening. I have a friend who is uh, who was a big thistle fan when he was younger. Um, you know uh, Mark Matthew Dixon. He used to go all the time, sort of early 2000s or whatever. And he used to always rave about how much he loved the pies. He says they're the best pies in Scottish football. And then by the time I got there, they'd just, like you know, the sort of premiership, it's the first season championship, they kind of declined. And yeah, I, c- I can totally buy that.
0: The, the pies are poor. I think I was going to ask you later on what's, like the, most, or what's the one thing that you've done that made you think, oh, I am a hipster. And for me, it's maybe going to all the grounds and rating the pies rather than the pubs. And the the Furhill pies, I'm, I'm with you, Mark. So they're substandard. I just wanted to mention one thing I heard at a game last season. I'll maybe come around and ask you if you've heard anything funny. It was at, at Dundee United. And I think it was it was possibly that the last away game before the shutdown. And Tommy Robson was playing life back, and he was running down the wing in front in front of our fans. We were down in the corner at Tannazay Saturday. I think it was Lauren Shankland putting a challenge on him, and as they got up, they sort of squared up. And you normally hear Thistle. Well, not Thistle fans. You normally hear football fans go, "Oh, hit him, knock him out." boo, all that sort of thing. Somebody just stood up behind me and shouted, challenge him to a duel. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: so I, I'm in a thistle away in today. Lovely. Anyone got any, any more uh, things that they've seen or heard at games?
2: No, I, yeah, I um, heard one and I, think, I don't think I had stolen it from... Fred McCauley or Fred stole it from him but I'd, just, I'd heard Fred talking about it as well but was that a Thistle game? I can't remember it was
4: Falkirk, we were definitely playing Falkirk it Johnston? What was that? Johnston, it was Johnston yeah I think it was 2006 was it the the, the guy in he <laughs> said
3: something awful happened as usual and the guy said fucking boo! Aye that aye <laughs> <laughs> one thing we haven't mentioned which I think is very much possibly the peak of our hipsterdom. Is, do you remember the year we got David Shrigley, who by his, very, uh, by his very association makes us a very hipster club? But we had like four or five giveaways of like actual like internationally renowned artists yeah. just making pieces of art for to give. Like I think we've I think we've all got like the the Japanese wave cushion yeah. and uh, the face masks and like there was there was quite a few. I think there's like four or five of them. I get quite a few of them in the ball as well. They gave, remember, they gave it the ball and it
1: was really, really, really here, made. Do you mind the big like, the phone finger as well? The phone finger, which ended up going up on the fifth, uh, the fifth place in, in, Trafalgar.
4: in uh, Trafalgar Square.
5: And yeah. like, apparently,
4: that's that. What it was for a while worth like hundreds of pounds. Certainly, it was for <laughs> so somebody selling one on eBay for like a hundred pounds.
3: I think how many people threw them into the canal or something like that afterwards and realised they just threw 150 quid into the canal or something since I so left it in the
1: pub. And there was the yellow card as well. Yeah, I remember the yellow card.
0: A wee kind of pouch kind of thing, I suppose. <laughs> Did we not hand out, like, cushions? Not, like, proper cushions, but, like, wee cushions for the hard seats, and they'd, like, they were branded. In the promotion season or just after we come up or something like that?
3: It was, uh, it was based on that. It's like a really famous uh, Japanese, Japanese painting of like, yes, the waves.
0: And hokusai, Ho-
3: hokusai. Hokusai. hokusai <laughs> <I> <laughs> painting. And it was from like a renowned <laughs> Japanese Hokusai artist who had made this cushion. Can you imagine the sort of the correspondence of that guy sitting in like Tokyo or something like that? And somebody just emails him going, <laughs> we'd like you to make some cushions for um, our football club. Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> um, yeah well you know, I, I've got one of them there they're good wee cushions you still yeah. see people sitting on them now
1: mm-hmm. well made after this
0: <laughs> you wouldn't get that Ibrox. Eh, Brooks <laughs> um, I'll move on Brian I'll come to you first on this one can you think of something you've done and it doesn't need to be at ah, a Thistle game it can just be in your day to day life that's made you think I am a total hipster I,
2: I, I'm more of a, a total wanker actually I I, I messaged my sister earlier when you sent the question through because I thought there's just far too many examples and she's always taking the piss and um I thought oh it's got she said it'll be something to do with coffee or it'll be this that or the next thing or it'll be you know and um she said what about that hashtag and I said what the tweet like a Jags fan and she said no the other one and I forgot I, I sometimes use it on Instagram I use Insta like a Jags fan and I'll put up silly things like I've got, cause I live in the middle of nowhere here, so I've got chickens and things outside and whatnot in my garden. And so I'll put up, you know, hipstery type coffee, having a, an artisan coffee in the garden with the chickens, Insta like a Jags fan. And I checked the trend, the, the tag this afternoon, and all of the posts that say Hashtag Insta like a Jags fan are by me. So I think <laughs> that's case case closed for me there, I'm afraid. Sorry about that. But Does that mean
1: really <laughs> What's that? Does that make you an influencer then? Since you're well, you a know, hashtag.
2: I, 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 far be it from me to say. You know, <laughs> but I, I couldn't possibly, you know. But yeah, I think the fact that I clicked on it and the only eighty like, odd posts came up and they were all mine. I, oh, Jesus Christ, that's um, yeah, that's it. The the one of them I'm just going to bring it up on my, my phone just now because one of them it, it was quite silly, I suppose, because I live in in a wee village in the West Highlands and um, it's the village shop is a, a key store. Do you have Do you have those in the metropolis? Right? Yeah. yeah. At, a, you know, it's like a, a subpar spa, effectively. And it's not, <laughs> it's not very well stocked, but it's, it is literally it's, it is a key store. It's essential because otherwise you have to go to the ferry and go to Fort William and all the rest of it. And they don't have the most exotic ingredients. But I needed, <laughs> this is so wanky, I needed balsamic vinegar, right? So I went into the shop. And I took it, I, they had, bizarrely, they had Balsamic Dininger, so I took it up, and you have never seen a look like it. The women, I've just got the post up on my, my phone just now, said, I was questioned as to my culinary plans. <laughs> I was going to make some Spanish thing. And, and she's what are you, what, what is it you're planning to do with that, exactly? <laughs> so, I've never felt more, never felt more like you can take the boy out the West End <laughs> in my life.
1: <laughs> Brian, just by the way, I've got a great recipe for balsamic mushrooms, which goes fantastically well with steak. Oh,
2: well, here we are. That, that's that's for the next train
1: up to Inverness. They've <laughs> got to be hot. Have think thing, here, lads. Uh, nah, get, we'll you, get, you Ken, we'll get Ken and
0: Brian on for a feature every week. What they've been it's cooking in the Saturday kitchen. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You asked at the start of this, is party festival a hipster football club? I mean, I think we can categorically say case closed.
4: <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> if you, if you may allow me to take the mantle from here,
0: I was um, going to come to you next, Mark, and say, don't say reading out Guinean football results in the car.
4: It's not. In um, fact, it was just last week. Um, me and my pal went for a sort of walk around the West End because she's a teacher at Hillhead. And so we would just, we went a walk through, like, just up Byers Road, through Kelvin Grove Park, up the Botanics and back. But I stopped into Waitrose on the way back because I needed, I just wanted to get, just like, a drink. And I noticed they had a sushi bar. So the day after, like, last Wednesday, I literally got, I went from Bishop Briggs, where I stay, uh, into town, subway over to Kelvin Bridge, walked up to Waitrose got myself two packets of sushi from the sushi bar and sat outside Hillhead Book Club sitting eating sushi with chopsticks. So yeah, (laughs) that was the thing I did last week. I'll
0: I'll repeat that I'm sorry for branding you the least hipster here. I apologise, I think David's going to have to take up that mantle. You see, it's really
3: interesting. Well,
0: you say that,
3: but you've not asked me my (laughs) hipster story yet. Right, go Um, for it. (laughs) So I've, I'll, I feel indulging with two that are kind of interconnected. I am into my very weird art, right? Absolutely love it. And in my very weird music as well. Uh, I think the, the, the most hipster record I have is I once bought when I was a student, because, of course, it's the only time you'd buy it. Um, I bought a vinyl album of, it's a woman who went to work every day in the train, and um, the lunch car announcement, or oh, the buffet car announcements, of the buffet car being open. She recorded it every day for, for like 40 days and put it out in vinyl. So it's just over and over again. It's just different wee jokes and stuff like that over and over again. And I own this. I don't even own a fucking vinyl player anymore, but I own this vinyl of just this Buffy carnage over and over <laughs> you again. A record player, David. Not a vinyl player. A vinyl player. A vinyl. Um,
4: also, is The Girl on the Train not an ocean colour scene song?
1: <laughs> probably. <laughs> That's the
3: day we. Um, so yes, yeah, so I own I own this record, it's on Spotify, it's called DMM Bar, Can't give it a wee listen, but um, that, this kind of leads on to my other thing where because I'm into all this weird stuff, I have lots of friends who are into it as well, who will put on like gigs and stuff like that, and uh, strange like performance art pieces and stuff like that. So uh, i just like to formally announce here, Matt, I once played the ghost of all cows killed by the meat industry in a vegan performance art. Uh, well, we peace. have a winner! <laughs> so yeah, um, oh. my friend, it was a vegan barbecue, and I was quite steaming. He was like, I-, "I need a ghost cow. I need a ghost cow." And I was, I was, I, right, I'll do it. No bother. On with the, on with the, the sheep cow mask. Um, no, I couldn't see anything. At the cow mask was a bit of a pain in the ass, but it also meant that I was standing on stage. And then uh, my friend, who was also quite drunk, jumped up on stage, ran across it, and speared me off the stage um, to the floor below because uh, I couldn't see him coming. So he just rugby tackled me off the stage dressed as this ghost cow, and I was. What a uh, <laughs> But yes, yeah, oh, being a dead cow in a performance heartplay play is probably uh, the peak for now. There
1: we are. Draw a line under it. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> We'll move on. (laughs) Sorry, Matt, if we are talking about performance art, I think we should spend a minute talking about the performance during the Aberdeen game. Can we please not talk about that? Right, (laughs) okay, we won't talk about it. (laughs) We'll speak no more of it. please do, Billy. I can't, I really can't, because it's just so woeful. It was David Means, Alan Fraser, who else was involved in it? And it, it was choreographed, wasn't it? And it was meant to be... The League Cup final, and we were 4 0 down. It, I mean, it was the game, the second game after we'd made top six.
0: I think it was the wrong. last game of the season, Ken. It
1: was, it was oh. the last game of the season. <laughs> it
0: was. It it was. Yeah. I remember
4: it kicked off at half 12, and me and my pal didn't realise it kicked off at half 12. To 1. <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: 25 too too <laughs> really so 1. It was a getting basically. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to be a though, but I think it was 5 0 at half time. What's it, five? <laughs> And this bunch of
1: fan dance, most of who are like, <laughs> came on and reenacted in a kind of modern dance style very <laughs> poorly before one that League Cup came against Celtic. And you're watching, they're going, This is like a weird nightmare. You know, you're just like, Make this stop now. You, you can't do that. <laughs> Oh, it was just atrocious. I mean, somewhere out the there there might be film of it. I've never seen film of it, but you'd imagine I think, it that of
3: I, I think they, they burned all the copies uh, <laughs> and afterwards. They buried them in a, in a, the a garbage
1: dump, when dump like they that, co- that E.T.
3: game. But
1: aye, right, but in I've, terms of performance art, that was just another level, you know?
0: That was crazy. I think that's the sort of thing, when that happens, it gets so much sort of attention because it's, it's Thistle doing it again I think if it was I, another club yeah. like if it was St Mirren or whoever just doing that would be oh that's a bit weird but it's Thistle so it's they're, they're at it again with their <laughs> weird slightly obs- obscure humour. I've got one more question but I also want to ask you Have, have you, has your opinion changed now we've had this conversation about us being a hipster club Do you, have we convinced you by having this conversation that we are a hipster club and the last question I have is: the board have come to you because Thistle are in danger of losing their hipster cred. Uh, they need you to suggest one thing to gentrify the club. What do you do? So, Mark, I'll start with you.
4: Oh fuck. Um. uh I would probably have like a rotating uh, menu of a uh, varying, varying world delights. To to purchase at the kiosks before and during games, perhaps like a selection of luxury French pastries, followed the next month by uh, some sort of like Portuguese street food or something like that. You know, really just rotate in that sort of direction. You know, world foods rotating world foods
0: with vegan options of Um course. (laughs) I'm in on that, Mark. I'd get right behind that. I, I'd, yeah, have, definitely. I'd, have, I'd have Greg's in the concourse selling the <laughs> vegan
1: range.
0: <laughs> uh, Ken, what about you? What would you change? I
1: was I was trying to think about it, and I think I think that's a brilliant idea. You know, like, you, you get these, you know the, the big German markets that you get where they've got these massive paella pans? Yeah, yeah. See if they did that up at Fir Hill, it would go an absolute storm. Because you can just keep the thing going. Anyway, um, no, I think we should get that bunch of wallpaper designers down in Great Western Road. What are they called again? Oh, Uh,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, You know the ones I mean? The ones I know just along from the caravan shop. (laughs) Uh, Just along from the caravan shop. (laughs) I'm just going to Google it. And they should design the next strip. Uh, Fantastic
2: idea.
1: uh, I would be be in for that. What is it called?
2: That's annoying. Timorous beasties, is it?
0: Timorous, Timorous beasties design. to design the new step. It's a good call. It's a
2: good call. a good one. Brian, what about you? I ha- I have a manifesto. <laughs> I, have, I have considered this in some detail. Uh, I'll go to the food theme first, because my favourite one has always been the idea. I think the food at football grounds in general is shit. Um, we should have definitely have wood fire pizza. And, uh, and a proper espresso bar. Nobody should be forced to have instant coffee ever at any point in their life. And having that poop—no, it's not good enough. Five pizza, flat white, right? Next thing, Jags branded bicycle clips to wear whilst you cycle along the canal towpath to pick up the the Patek Thistle uh, branded canal barge tour for the full Amsterdam experience. <laughs>
0: That's a fantastic call. No, Brian, I'm absolutely with you. I think you should contact somebody at the club. That that would be a I, great way to get... I've to
2: about, uh, about the Woodfire Pizza oven on several occasions to no avail. Uh, so that the barge idea might... Do, now the Suez crisis is in the news. I think that the barge idea might be a goer.
0: <laughs> well, we'll have a big draw, loser, draw advertising strip down the middle of your barge, if that's OK, <laughs> if this is where the, the idea was born. Yep,
2: Definitely. Have it-
0: David, what about you?
3: I went a, b- a wee bit sideways for this. Uh, something that has absolutely no practical use for the club, but would be very amusing regardless. Um, you know, you know that story about Danny McGrain when uh, they played in Albania, and there was this whole thing they had to shave his beards because beards were illegal or something like that. I would like the opposite of that, where everyone had to grow a beard and a moustache, and we would have a club, a uh, club barber who like, tr- makes, uh, twirls their moustaches and stuff like that and does their beard to make them very, very hipstery, it'd have absolutely no practical effect on the pitch, but it would wind up some old daz, and that's that's basically what I want from my football club at this point. So I I, I, don't, I can't even grow a moustache. I'm not even going to pretend I can, but I would like to see other people do it.
0: I, I want, like, um, old Victorian gentleman moustaches. I'm, I'm with you on that, David. I'm right behind all your ideas. I think Stuart Banning is probably our most old-fashioned looking player. This sort of comb over do he's got he used to just be a short sleeves man black boots uh, I think he does like the most old fashioned I'd, I'd be totally behind a team of Stuart Bannigans. Yeah. I think my idea would be it could possibly be like used for goal music but also just to get the atmosphere up use the bing and set up an orchestra there so we can have like orchestral versions of Mary from mm-hmm. Mary Hill and well known Glasgow football team and things like that just that playing on like the strings from and the that bing that
3: would be wonderful to, to go on that, I would also say, see when we're getting too close to the goal, they should do like suspenseful. <laughs> <just>. Bernard
1: Herriman. <laughs> and then I
2: when we sh- miss, can
3: they
2: go wah, wah,
3: wah. <laughs> Or like the Jaws theme when they're about to take a penalty or something like that. Something like
1: that.
0: <laughs> the Jaws theme when Scott Fox has got the ball at his feet.
1: Matt, talking to the, the music thing, uh, yep. Bob Stanley of San Etienne was on Twitter today. And he said, oh, you know, uh, Kim Bruce had played Sylvia by Focus. So I replied to it saying, played pre-match up at Far Hill. You know, still to this day, member of San Etienne comes back and goes, I didn't know that. Superb. <laughs> 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 t- Fantastic. That's quite hipster. <laughs> you know, Maybe <laughs> not for San Etienne, maybe for someone's, well, me, a dad kind of thing, you know. Fuck <laughs> oh, San Etienne or class I like wee 80s music.
0: I know, yeah. So just before we finish, I'm going to come round to you and ask you again if you think we're a hipster club. Do you think we are a hipster club more than you did 45 minutes ago when we started talking? One word answers. Ken?
1: Uh, aye.
3: Brian?
2: Oui, bien sûr.
0: <laughs> David?
3: Vraiment. Absolutely.
4: Mark? With considerable bonhomie, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you for joining us on this special episode of Jolly or Draw. If you've enjoyed it, tell a friend about us and rate us on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Jolly or Draw and on all good podcasting apps. As always, stay safe and wear a mask.
5: We always find a way, and even come what may. We go for victory. We are the best we are the best we're better than the rest la di la di la di la oh here we go here we go la di la di la di la oh here we go here we go